This is Pep Talks. I just remember thinking to myself, I love that Queen Latifah is a lesbian in this movie. A weekly interactive show where I cover hot topics and issues of the day. I might have heard it and I just wasn't listening, I guess. I didn't think it, it affected me. This season, I'm watching legendary classic black movies with some of my favorite and closest celebrity friends. And then we're going to discuss them live with all of you. So get ready, throw on your favorite PJs, and let's dish on these movies. And hey, y'all, welcome to Pep Talks. Week number two, I can't believe we're already done it for a week. And I want to say thank you so much. I see you, each and every single one of y'all that are in this. In, first of all, in the chat before the show, I appreciate it. Y'all that have joined, uh, followed me on Twitch, I appreciate it. And I am just so happy to have you all here. Uh, this is my new show that's kind of revived show called Pep Talks. Black movie classics, where I explore and share with you all of my favorite black movies that I've seen from back in the day, and I chat about them with my favorite celebrity guests. And today's guest, uh, which we will get to a little bit later, is the fabulous winner of All Stars 5, my season nine sister, uh, and all-round superstar and trailblazer, Shay Coulee. But before we get to her, I just want to say thank you so much for joining. Uh, if you're, if you want to, I want to hear what you have to say throughout the show when we talk about the movie, when we talk about some of the makeup products that I'm going to feature a little bit later on. I want to know what you have to say. So make sure you get in that chat. Uh, if you are, chances are, if you're here, you're probably already following me. But if you're not, make sure that you follow myself and Shay Coulee. Follow me on uh, all my socials, Peppermint247. Uh, I have something very special that I'm gonna share with y'all a little bit later, I'll get into it. But first off, I have to say officially that I'm Peppermint and my pronouns are she, her, hers. And um, I'm just so happy that y'all are here. So Pep Talks <laughs> is the interactive weekly, interact weekly interview show that covers hot topics and issues of the day, giving commentary and review on notable black cinema throughout history. And every single week, I invite you to throw on your pajamas and mud mask and get comfy with me and my celebrity guests where we dish our takes on the movies, drama, all of our favorite trends, products, things happening in the news. Uh, uh, and this is definitely a celebration of all the things I love. Makeup, black culture, and connecting with each and every one of you. Today's movie and guests are, of course, Shea Coulee and the Denzel Washington, like, hit American Gangsta. Uh, but before I get into it, I have a brand new... Before I get into it, I have a brand new... Um, I have a brand new music video that I'm going to show you a little bit later. A brand new song out. It's called Best Sex. If you are, wait, you don't need to be an adult to see it. But it feels like I need to say you should be an adult before seeing the music video, which we will watch a little bit later on. That's the surprise that I had for you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so make sure if you haven't gone to already, you go and pre-save on Spotify or whatever, wherever you stream your music. My brand new album that comes out. This Friday, it's called A Girl Like Me, Letters to My Lovers. And it's basically my personal love diary journal set to music. Um, and it's definitely the most personal I've ever gotten on a song, on a record. And so I want to invite each and every one of you to check it out. 
It drops this Friday. All right, so uh, without further ado, I'm so excited. I want to get her in this room. I want to get her in front of y'all. Many of y'all have not seen her since probably at least last week on Amazon on your TV screens because she was featured in the Savage Fenty show, strutting her stuff, and I'm so excited to have her here fresh off the runway. My sis, my queen, the current reigning queen, uh, the fabulous Miss Shay Coulee. Hey, girl. Hey, Peppermint. <laughs> What's good, sister? Oh, my God. I miss you so much. It's so good to see you. You look beautiful. I love the hair. I love the sunglasses. Everything. You look stunning. Thank you, Mama. You look absolutely amazing, all beautiful, and you're orange. I'm digging it. First off, beforehand, I think we already know, but I like to make a culture of it. Can you please tell us your pronouns? Yes, my pronouns are she, them. Yes, yes, yes. And so, uh, listen, there's a lot of stuff I want to get to. Uh, I, I, first of all, you know, everyone should know, Shay and I are really going to go in uh, for the after show. Uh, yeah. the free show, which is on my Patreon. So we're going to go all the way in. But uh, I just want to say, first of all, um, absolutely congratulations on wearing that beautiful shining crown on your head. I have, I have to be real with you. I don't think I've ever seen any two things I want to say. Number one is I don't think I've ever seen. Okay, I'm going to say that a second. First thing I'm going to say is you fulfilled a destiny like nobody has ever fulfilled a destiny on Drag Race ever before. You came in and walked out exactly doing what you said you were going to do the very first time you were ever on the show when you walked into the room, and you did it so beautifully. You slayed and snatched that crown out of RuPaul's hands harder than I've ever seen any queen <laughs> snatch anything out of RuPaul's hands. And I... I'm here for all of it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Peppermint. I appreciate that from you, my amazing trailblazing sister. Like you said, <clears throat> you're like, earlier you said, oh, she's a trailblazer. And I was just like, girl, the only trail I've ever blazed has been in the Hollywood Hills smoking that good weed on a hike. <laughs> I was like, I never originated no roles on Broadway or nothing like that. I said, I was like, you know, I'm on a trailblazer show right now. Um, but yes, no, thank you so much. And I'm so excited to be catching up with you and talking about some black classics, you know? Hello, hello, hello. Yes, girl. So what are we talking about this week? What's... Are we, yeah, we're going to get in. But for, before we do, though, before we do, um, I, actually, you know what? Let's jump in the movie because I have so much I want to talk to you about. But let's jump right in. Uh, so this is it, y'all. Uh, Frank Lucas, played by Denzel Washington, earns his living as a chauffeur to one of Harlem's leading mobsters. And after his boss dies, Bumpy Johnson is the boss, Frank uses his own ingenuity and strict business code to become one... Can we slide up? <laughs> <laughs> of the inner city's most powerful crime bosses. Meanwhile, veteran cop Richie Roberts, played by Russell Crowe, senses a change in the mob's power structure and looks for ways to bring his opponent to justice. And so all that means 
is that in this movie, American Gangster, uh, set in the, I mean, it takes place over a long, it's a three hour movie, y'all. It takes place over a long period of time. The uh, Italian mafia is in power with drugs and crime and, you know, things that mafia does. Until the Har Harlem had always had its own kind of thing going on, its own businesses, its own drug trafficking, its own numbers running, you know, um, that was before they actually had the legal lottery. And so uh, Bumpy Johnson controlled all of those things. And then uh, Harlem just had its, was its own little world. Well, Frank Lucas, played by Denzel Washington, figures out a way to really blow that up and start to control, and this has really happened in real life, start to control all of the drugs in New York, all of the, the basically the drugs. It was heroin, honey. Um, and really had everyone, even cops were on the stuff, right? And so this, one of the things that I think is so cool about this movie, Shay, is, I mean, look, I, I certainly don't condone drug use or violence. It's, right off the bat, it's an extremely violent and drugging movie. Like, you are going <laughs> to probably, if you, I thought I had a needle sticking out of my arm after watching the movie. I was like, oh, my <laughs> word. Um, but the thing that's so cool about this is I saw this movie, it came out much later, uh, the a movie that I saw that kind of precede, definitely precedes this. Um, I don't know if you ever saw it. We're going to watch it um, on the show later on in this in the season. Is the movie Hoodlum? I don't know if you saw that movie. No, uh, I haven't seen with, Hoodlum. Yeah, you got to see Hoodlum, girl. Hoodlum is with Lawrence Fishburne and Vanessa Williams and uh, Cecily uh, Tyson. And, you had me on uh, Lawrence Fishburne, Vanessa Williams, and Cecily Tyson. Already yes, honey. Sold. <laughs> Uh, and he plays Bumpy Johnson, uh, who is um, uh, the crime boss. He inherits it from, I think her name was the Madam, uh, Cicely Tyson. And um, it's all about numbers running and crime in, in Harlem and, and just the business that. in Harlem um, and how they were at war. It's like two crime families were at war against each other. And the crime yeah. families wasn't one mafia versus the other. The crime families were the police versus the uh versus you know bumpy johnson and his crew what, and they were you know, crimes? I've never the heard police of such were, hello they were very much involved i'll say they were because that's a fact I, I won't talk about what's happening today we're very much involved <laughs> in all of the drugs that were running through that was running through um and they were just they had their hand in everything you know um and so this movie we're not going to give you like the full synopsis. It's not a review necessarily, but um, I definitely think it's worth watching because one of the things I love about this movie so much is that it really shows a time when black folks in Harlem were in control of their own money and to be feared and revered. Like these police and these other mobsters really respected these Harlem gangsters. You know, they were business people um, making the only lemonade out of the lemons. And, um, <laughs> yeah. and I really yeah. respect that. And so what, what, what were your, I know you saw this movie originally for years ago for the first time. Yeah. So what are yeah. some of your thoughts about it? I would say definitely like revisiting it now. One thing that I have like learned just over the course of time is definitely during the first, the first, 
two-thirds of the 20th century, Harlem was the epicenter for uh, Black innovation. You know, we think about the Harlem Renaissance, you know, and then kind of going into... It just always was a place... Because my, my Aunt Betty moved to Harlem in the 70s, you know, from where she had lived in Ohio with my mom or my family's from, because it was just like... In the ways that I feel like so many people, whether they were from the South or Midwest, Black people, they would always migrate to either like Harlem or Atlanta, because those are two major epicenters where Black people were creating their own uh-huh. businesses, where Black people uh-huh. were kind of like running their own economies, it felt like, because they were just like growing and expanding at such rates. And then you see this film where there's such this like balance between somebody who is, you know, at the... the head of so many violent crimes because, you know, they run a serious drug business and have a monopoly over that. But also at the same time, they're human with values that match so many of the values that I feel like any average American at the time held. So you're seeing someone who's a dad and a husband, you know, a son, Mm -hmm. an uncle, somebody who people look up to and trust also at the drop of the hat will like put a bullet in somebody's dome or you know smash them in a grand piano i will never look at a grand piano this <laughs> i that always was the moment yeah, it took a turn for me yeah <laughs> that is literally i always be walking past open grand pianos just like leaning <laughs> Making sure yeah, nobody. looking around, honey. Nobody come around. Great <laughs> guys, that's what I love about it. And like the fashion girl, the fur coats alone. Mm-hmm. So, what about what about the acting? I mean, Denzel. I'm for um, anybody who um, I may upset by glorifying those fur coats. I hope that they were um, sourced ethically, but I still must say that they were. They look as a, a costume designer, someone who appreciates historical accuracy. They were dope. I love them. What did you What did you think about the acting? Uh, you know, I mean, Denzel is obviously revered as one of our great actors of our time. I think he's one of the black actors uh, of the twentieth and partially the twenty first century who really broke through to mainstream. He was really the only black actor that white folks would be like, oh, Denzel, you know? And so what did you think about, this was kind of, I feel like it was kind of a comeback for him in the 2000s, because there really hasn't been a lot of Denzel Washington movies in the mid to late 2000s. And so what did you think about this? This came out in 2007. Um, Yes, Um, I liked it because, you know, I feel like we saw such a shift with um, Denzel and Training Day. Um, mm-hmm. being yeah, a this, very big. This, like, backwards cop, which won him the Oscar. Um, and I felt like this was, like, a nice transition after that role because it show, showed this duality, you know, between him doing these violent, crazy things, but also being somebody that you're all like, well, I would definitely like to be that to be my dad. Like, I might even call that like I, I not him call me dad. I want to call him dad. Um, wow. <laughs> but yes, no, I, I I really liked Denzel in this film. Um, Russell Crowe, you know, was crowing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he does his thing. Um, 
one of these days, I feel like I'll see Russell Crowe and something and be like, ah, oh, yes. Well, wasn't it Russell Crowe who got into that tiff with um, with Azalea Banks? Oh, yes. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, but apparently then again, he, he invited her it. to a party. I know, but she'd be going off on everybody. So she'd be going off on Yeah, I'm she'd not be going, I, I, <laughs> You know, it's he just kind of like add all the the list of people that Cecilia <laughs> Banks has had altercations with. It's a long list. Who hasn't? Yeah. Who hasn't? Uh, well, what about, you know, one of the things that I thought was really interesting is there, for as, as long as this movie was and how deep they went in, and how much of the family that they show in the film, they really don't, there's there's no, there's not any strong female leads in this, which is upsetting to me about the film, about the writing. It's very male-driven. Yes, I feel like, you know, probably in Hollywood, them, circul- them you know, making this a narrative that uh, surrounds a Black man. They're probably like, oh, God, we probably don't have any black actresses that we can find to uh, do this. Halle yeah. Berry and Davis were busy. <laughs> Must uh, have been busy. <laughs> early Elise was busy, uh, you know. Which, okay, I have a question for it you. Like, <laughs> I have a question for you. We are, I mean, like, we would have been the strong women and people back in the day. Um, if we were alive in, during that time period, I mean, you can just say it here only for your, my ears and, and everyone else watching. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, would you have like, I mean, they didn't have Drag Race, right? What would you have been doing back then? Would you have been like in the scene? Not the drag scene, like in the crime scene. It was, I think the crime scene then was a different thing than it is now. Look, look. 100%. I am not even going to say <laughs> I, I wouldn't have been a part of it. I would have been there. I would have been one of those girls topless. Sifting. Yes, girl. Like, I just, you know, like, um, I am a business person. I believe in supporting Black businesses. Uh, and I feel like if I were alive back then... Um, I don't know. I probably would have been like, do you guys need somebody? I know Harlem's all the way up here, but do you guys need somebody to run game down in the piers? That's a whole nother market. Right. I'd be like, look, I can take it down to Harlem, down to down to the Chelsea Piers, but <laughs> down south, that would have been me. <laughs> oh my gosh, girl. Uh, I think so. I mean, honestly. I would have been doing, I would probably would have been a numbers running girl. Um, uh, another movie that we watch, I'm sure you've seen, is Harlem Nights. And that's a big yeah. one where the girls are running them numbers, honey. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I probably would have been one of them girls. Uh, we have a message from Regina. It's very hard to be, oh, I can't see what it said. Darn it. Just text it to me. Oh, it's very hard for me to be interested in a movie with all male cast. You know, I, I say the same thing. I, 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 Regina, I feel, I was so close to feeling like I was watching football. I have to be honest. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It is very difficult to, to completely engage in a movie that's an all male cast. Uh, I do think it's worth it because it is, it is, if this was completely fictional, then I probably would have been like, you know what, I'll pass. But it, it actually happened. 
Uh, and there are women in the movie, but there's just zero, there's a very little contribution um, in the, on the acting realm from, I'm not saying that there weren't, the ladies weren't good actresses, but they're just, the roles were not really designed that way. Um, yeah. And so I agree. Uh, uh, by the way, those of you who are in the chat, I know that there's a little issue with the tip jar. And so you can send, uh, you can tip at Venmo, peppermint, uh, pepper-mint. Um, at Venmo, if you so please. It's not, of course, it's not required, but it does help the production. It helps me to uh, show some love and split the costs of this with my uh, fabulous team, Rafe and Mitch, who are backstage with us. <clears throat> and so, what was that, Mitch? Okay, nothing. Uh, anyway, uh, so Shay, I have a question for you. Does this movie hold any relevance in your... Um, or personal impact, you know, either personal impact now or or relevance in your life to what's going on these days to the Shea Coulee who's alive during 2020. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> I think it holds relevance in the way that um, I'm constantly learning about managing expectations. And I think that that is like something that is like a constant theme between ambition and, and reality and the expectations one has surrounding their own ambitions to uh, achieve greatness and um, also understanding the consequences of like one's actions and how even sometimes the most careful and calculated decisions can come back to, um, yeah, yield some unsavory results, but it's just like, <laughs> I feel Honey, like- Honey, he bought say, his mom a mansion. You know, it's like, so, <laughs> when you think about it, it's like, there's just so many um, things that I feel like he was able to achieve for himself that, but also while maintaining like humble and focused on like those things that are really important in life. It's fashion. I agree. You know, it's, it's really interesting. One of the things that is the biggest thing that I notice right now, like comparing 2020 to 1940 and 50 uh, and 60 was, is, uh, that there was just a little more space for some economic um, empowerment, even if it was in the dark arts of the drugs and the crime. Uh -huh. uh, whereas these days, it just seems the opposite. Like back then, these folks were involved in crime and they were running from the law, but they were they were they were doing their crime and it was happening and it was growing and there it was you know, they were buying mansions for their moms and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And the police were kind of catching up to them. Now, clearly, you know, they've changed the game a lot, how they do things a lot. And it just seems like, you know, black folks are criminalized, even if they aren't doing any drugs or crime or hey. anything like that. So yeah, that's the, you know, that's, that's the sad part. Uh, yeah. But I do want to say, I want to say thank you to Ryan Weaver for running back on break. Ryan, where do you work that you're at work and you can watch this at work? I want to get a job <laughs> there. Hello. Um, okay, listen, y'all, it's time for the real tea. Before the show, we talked about Shay uh, featured in the Savage Fenty 2 show and 
her stint and run in the tea, behind the scenes tea on RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars season five. And if you want to watch, if you want to watch that, head on over to my Patreon, which mm-hmm. is Patreon something something slash Peppermint two four seven. I think uh, we'll put a link in the chat uh, to watch that and other exclusive behind the scenes videos. Now is the moment of truth that we all been. I teased it a little bit earlier. Um, speaking of videos, uh, now it's time to watch my brand new music video. It's called Best Sex. It's the lead single off of my new album that comes out this weekend called A Girl Like Me Letters to My Lovers. It's all about my love life. Um, this is a very steamy video. I would say watch it in the corner. Like, don't be like next to your mom. <laughs> um, but we are about to show the video. Let's count down on 10, 9, Always keep me waiting You never come on time Text me every minute And then you don't reply You ain't got no money place you're always undercover all torso and no face you don't want nobody seeing me with you you ain't got no time for me until you do Always lying, why can't you just tell the truth? It's only one reason that I fucked with you. You got the best sex. Oh boy, you got the best sex. As for the rest, All your talk is cheap mm-hmm. Been hollering at my girlfriends uh-huh. They told me just last week Gotcha Status 
probably weren't expecting that that is quite a steamy video shay you doing all right girl yes girl <laughs> i have a, a box video. fan aimed at my nether regions <laughs> that is probably the nastiest i've ever been on camera well <laughs> almost the nastiest the second and obviously that is my new song called Best Sex. Uh, just for folks, just for, damn it, put it in the thing, sorry. Just for, <laughs> Chocolate Chocolate Boy said clap, clap, clap. Uh, just for Life said clap, clap, clap. Uh, the uh, Jody, the Jodane said clapping, clapping in my room all by myself again. What you making clap, honey? Ow. Right. Uh, <laughs> so that song is called Best Sex. It's off my new album. Coming out this weekend, it's called A Girl Like Me, Letters to My Lovers. And the whole album is all about a relationship. And what happens in a relationship, hopefully, there is some sex. And, and so this song is called Best Sex. Um, and it's really all about the, the people who, whatever, it's all about best sex. My mom, <laughs> okay, this is the real tea I wanted to tell you, Shay. My mom, my mom, okay. Okay. <laughs> this is the deal. My mom, I love my mom. We talk all the time. That's my girl. Um, I don't really like bring her, I, I don't treat her like a fan or anything. Like I don't, I don't really ask my mom to engage with all of like the drag race stuff or anything. Like, she can, she wants to, she likes it. She's a fan. She is a fan. She's a big supporter. But like, I don't expect her to be like all up on my website or all up on my Instagram you know what yeah. I mean, mom? I'll see you at I'll see you at Christmas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
And so when she does, when she is like, oh, I saw that flyer. Oh, you going to that benefit or whatever. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, mom, you're peeping me. <laughs> and so, so I, I didn't even tell her that I had a new album coming out. Cause you know, I don't, you know. And so she was like, um, so I heard your new song, Best Set. She calls me two days ago. Um, I'm like, oh, you did? And I was really scared because like it's it gets it goes in. And she's like, I couldn't believe this. <laughs> I was like, what'd you think? And she was like, it feels like you're in my love life. And I was like, Mom! <laughs> Mom! <laughs> Get out! And I was like, and this, this this is the realty. I was like, I, I was like, yeah, you you understood what I was talking about? And she's like, yeah. That's what she said. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, mom. And she's like, yeah, baby. And I was like, mom, don't watch the video, whatever you do. Oh, um, <laughs> I just told her not to. She said, let me go watch that. <laughs> So this is one part, this is the part of the show where I like to highlight products. Now, look, Shay, first of all, you are a fat, you are a fashion icon after having done, I mean, before having done uh, Savage Fenty, but that's uh, <laughs> definitely after. Um, I don't know how much, okay, it's no secret, we, the girls from Drag Race, you end up with free makeup just coming out of the everything. It's just everywhere uh-huh. all the time. I have yeah. never gotten free makeup from Sugar Pill. Ever. Oh, yeah. Me neither. You, you no, know, really? They never like sent you any Sugar Pill? Uh-uh. Okay, girl, then I'm not alone. Well, I finally got <laughs> some liquid lipstick from Sugar Pill. It's my first ever Sugar Pill product ever. Okay, and I'm so excited. This is the Little Lipstick Twin Stars Duo. Here it is right mm-hmm. here. I'll show it to everyone. It's a little pink package with some kids on the, um, there we go. That's probably better. Some sure. kids on the, on the, uh, there it is. Kids on the thing. Um, uh-huh. And it's Kiki and Lala are the colors. And it's two uh-huh. little kids there, Kiki and Lala. Wait, let's see. There we okay, yeah. come through Kiki and Lala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to try on... Uh, these colors here. Now, which colors should I try on? This is Kiki and this is Lala. Which one? Ooh, wait, Kiki's. Oh, um, I'm gonna say uh, um, Lala. I love a good little bubble come pink. Okay, I appreciate that. I'm sure I know that the people in the chat are like Kiki, the blue one. Let's right because I just like <laughs> <laughs> that. Don't go with nothing. Right, you're going to be out there looking like T.T., you know, blaming yeah. on play with the blue lips and the blue hair. Is oh, yeah, no, from um, David LaChapelle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Mitch, is anybody saying anything in the, in, the, in the chat? You know they want to see you put that blue lipstick on and put that kiki on. I want to know. Someone goes, what? blue one. Somebody oh, they said the blue one. Okay. Quimberly, queer beefy, queen queen beefy, Shay and Pep looking all. <laughs> it's true. I'm sorry, I'm y'all. Excuse- like- 
every single video that I've seen of a drag race queen putting on makeup has has sugar pill in it. Haven't you? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. But you know, yeah. um, I, I love uh, Juvia's Place. Um, I love uh, Pat uh-huh. McGrath. I love Fenty Beauty, all um, owned by Black women, Beauty Bakery. So, you know, shout out to the sisters. Speaking of, yeah, speaking of that, uh, what, what I'm featuring next week is Lip Bar, which, which is also owned by <laughs> Black women. Yes, I'm wearing Lip Bar right now. That's actually the lipstick that I'm wearing. It's called um, Boss. <clears throat> She's a boss ass bitch. Because it's but it's spelled B A W S E boss bowels. So yeah, wow. the is amazing, and their their liquid lips are really really nice. I like them a lot. All right, well I'm trying them next week, y'all. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting this pink on. I don't have liner right now, really, so don't hurt me. I'm kind of I'm kind of shook from um. From Pink Girl, because you, Shay, you know, Michelle came for me with with the color pink, and she was like, girl, never wear pink again. Because I wore it like two weeks in a row, yeah. and they were coming for me, darling. So-and-so, somebody, uh, let's see who it was, I'm not so-and-so. Uh, Dance Bears, Dance Bear 13 says blue in the middle and pink on the outside and blend. I'm going to try it. Oh, Lord. Oh. I feel like I need a lip brush for this, but I don't have one here. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> it, it smells good. That's a look. Okay, let me try to put let me put more pink on. Maybe that's too much. <laughs> I really do look like I see if like I would see if I would have done it. If I were to do two, I honestly would have put the blue down first and then put the pink yeah. in the middle. Yeah, the, let's let's try that. Let me try that <laughs> real quick. Because this is, we can't go out like that. <laughs> we can't go out like that. Mm. Okay, let me try it one more time. Okay, put the blue first. Okay, uh-huh. Girl, I look like I, my lips are blue. I look like I'm stuck in a. <laughs> <laughs> like in a freezer. Like she's chilling. Yeah, I, I was going to say a Smurf. <laughs> Doing something with a do, Smurf. Do, 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 do. <laughs> okay, that's the outside. This stuff dries really quick, y'all. I think what I'm going to do is try it. Oh, actually, it's not so bad. I'm going to try it. Okay, it's much better this way. Shay, you're right. I'm going to try it as um, an eyeshadow Uh next week, I think. This is interesting. Okay, it's interesting, right? Hold up. Can you see it? Yeah, see, I feel like the pink in the center is cute. I like that. Mm-hmm. See, I and what I would do is, like, maybe just, like, a little bit of, like, darker blue eyeshadow in the corners just to make that little part. Uh-huh. I finally peeped your game, bitch, because I, your lip game, I was like, what is Shay doing? 
Uh, you sometimes put a darker right in this. Okay, I'm not trying to really. No, no. I mean, I'll you, put it. Yeah, you... no, I'll put it in the center. I'll put like a dark lip liner in the center, um, and it makes it look center. like you're to, pouting. Yeah, like pout. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was like, what? I was like, I'm, I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, y'all. Well, listen, Shay, and if you're just joining us, by the way, uh, you you're just you sure are late, but that's okay because you can catch the <laughs> whole show plus all of the extras on my Patreon, which is Peppermint Two Four Seven. Check me out on Patreon. We have some extras, some behind the scenes, some before the scenes, some under the scenes, all them scenes. Uh, just for you, and also some specialty stuff from my upcoming music video uh, shoot and outtakes from Best Sex. I won't tell you what the outtakes were. Um, I can only imagine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to say thank you so much, Shay. You are just a class act, and so I can't, I cannot even like express how proud and happy I am of you, of you. Period representing, but definitely representing season nine the way that you did. And I know that you represented yourself first and foremost, but season nine, our sisterhood is a part of your story. And I have to say, most people don't know, and we're gonna talk about this more in the after show, uh, after the show. Uh, but you know, a lot of people don't realize like, like what people are seeing now in Drag Race, uh, every so, I guess every few years, they make a big turn and throw something new. Ours, our season was the season that that happened on for us. We were new on the network, VH1. You know, we went to the premiere on Logo, and then the all of a sudden yeah. it was VH1. <laughs> uh, and we really didn't know what was going to happen with our finale. They had never had a quadruple finale with Lip Sync SmackDown before. Yeah. And mm -hmm. we really didn't know we what was going to happen. the first top four so. ever because we were all so sickening. They couldn't narrow it down to three. Yeah. It was going to be me, bitch. I'm a, it's, it was going to be me. Let's be real. It was going to be me. <laughs> oh, wait. No, I literally, wait a minute. I literally thought you were like, I was the pick to win. Yahoo. <laughs> you were like, they just switched it up. I was like, yeah. They were going to send me home, bitch. I knew it. I could feel it, honey. But obviously, Ooh. they did it. Um, no, I mean, but I remember I was having the conversation in the band, like, do you really think that they'll do it? Because we were just all like, it was, but because honestly, the top four performance was really what I feel like cemented us as being the top four because we all killed that shit so hard. We killed that now, challenge, that last challenge. Come in and do all the crazy choreo. Like the choreo had been cute for the girls up until that point. But Tadra came in was all like, we're going to be doing pirouettes and lifts and twists and dips and all of that. And it was just like... <laughs> oh, girl, it was, a, it was a moment. But you not only came back, and I'm not sure that you needed redemption, but you served uh, this, this, this lovely story and returned and just solidified and crystallized. And now you put the pressure on me because now after your win... People are straight up in my inbox, like, bitch, when you gonna go? When you gonna make season? Season nine is already the most winning a season, but they want us to be all, the top four to all have crowns. 
And so right. maybe so I'll... I mean, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Appropriate for us to all get our Vanity Fair cover of all four of us with our crowns photographed by Annie Leibovitz. Like I could just see it now. It just <laughs> that would be the, that would be so sick. It would be worth it just for that. <laughs> all right. I'm well, if you really want to know. Now. <laughs> Call it hello, hello, hello. said she agreed to appear, but only on one condition. She gets the crown and a Vanity Fair spread with the girls photographed by Annie Leibovitz. Thank you, bye. Yeah, that's the message. Uh, so if you want to find out if I'm going to be on Drag Race All-Stars Season 6, um, you will find out the answer is on my Patreon right after the show. Thank you so much, Shea Coulee. Mm -hmm. I love you. Uh, yes, Everyone, you. thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, if you are just joining us, head over to my Patreon to see everything that you just missed. And next week's guest is the Miss Fabulous Monet Exchange. Uh, we are going to talk about all things that are happening with her, including the announcement of her brand new role in the West End, which is basically Broadway in the UK, uh, uh, starring, co-starring with Courtney Act. Uh, we're going to be talking about that next week and everything that's happening in the news and everything. Uh, I love y'all so much. Listen, make sure you um, are registered to vote. Make sure you go out and uh, either go out and vote or vote early if you are of age. Uh, if you need more information on that, you can check out. Bob and I just are dropping a brand new music video tomorrow called The Most Office, which tells you all about voting. In the meantime, please stay happy, safe, and healthy. Thanks for tuning in to Pep Talks, Black Movie Classics. Go watch that movie and wait, Rafe, can we figure out what the next, can we announce what the next week's movie is? Can we announce it? Sorry, I, we should have another thing. <laughs> Lord of the Titans. Lord of the who? Lord of the Rings? <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Remember the Titans. I was going to say, next week is not Lord of the Rings. That ain't no black movie. Uh, black next week's movie show classic. is Remember the yes. Titans. <laughs> Uh, anyway, thanks so much for tuning in, and we will catch y'all later. Have a good night. <laughs>